I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Thursday, December 1st, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Okay, so Jay, 97% of participants in the just-finished world's largest four-day workweek trial said they wanted to keep it. And 27 participating companies said they were also highly in favor Pretty good news for four-day workweek advocates. What are your thoughts on the four-day workweek, Jay? I'm pretty sure I know the answer. Yeah, it doesn't speak well for the Friday podcast, I don't think. Look, if it works and companies are saying it works and employees are saying it works, I'm down with that. Does everybody get the Friday off or do they rotate the day? That's what I want to know. I'm so skeptical. I'm sure it's true for a number of businesses where you could do four-day workweeks, but then there's like a bunch of other businesses where it's like you just have stuff to do on Fridays. Like, uh, and someone's got to do it. I also wonder how that drives with the story we did earlier in the week about employers wanting their employees to get back to the office in real life. So we'll see how these two things collide or overlap. I will say the whole work landscape is rapidly shifting between remote and hybrid and in-person work, plus these four-day work weeks, which, by the way, some companies have already imposed. Like, I know there's a startup called Bolt that has a four-day work week. So... Anyways, there's lots going on. It's very exciting. But Jay, here's what I'll tell you. We're not going to a four-day work week anytime soon. We've got to keep that Friday pod going. We have to keep the Friday pod going. In fact, you and I work on weekends sometimes. So, well, every Sunday, I actually put together the Monday pod. Brett, aside from our work week, what do we have for Peak Bells today? Not to brag, by the way, but for our first story, Spotify Wrapped is here. For our second story, ski are having a big year. And for our last story, Thrifty Dating is on the rise. For our first story, happy Spotify wrapped day to all who celebrate and apologies to all who don't. We're looking at you, Apple Music users, because your Insta stories are about to give you some major FOMO. Brett, I have to ask, who was your top artist? Mine was Drake. It's very unsurprising. It's been Drake for, I think, the beginning of Spotify wrapped. Like when they first did Spotify wrapped, it was Drake. And then every year sequentially after that, it was Drake. Who was yours? Well, let's just preface this by saying I share my Spotify account with a four-person family with diverging musical tastes, but, or and, Taylor Swift tops our Spotify chart this week, or this year, but seconded by jam band Fish. So we have some eclectic music going on in our household and in our car. Jay, I almost vividly remember having a very similar conversation about your Spotify wrapped last year, and you had the same problem then, which was you have a number of people using your account rather than creating different profiles for them. So that's maybe something you should work on for next year so that we can come back with an accurate picture of what your actual top artists are. Sure, but I also think it's fun to have one and see what the family listens to over time. We also had some funny ones further down the list, but I think this year, different than last year, Olivia Rodrigo did not make the cut this year. So I don't know what that says about her or our musical taste, but probably she didn't release an album at midnight on October 21st. So, uh, Jay, I don't think anybody really cares about our music taste. <laughs> <laughs> well, they definitely don't. Brett, let's get to it. Yeah, so for the uninitiated, Spotify released its annual year in review feature to users yesterday, which aggregates their top songs, artists, and listening habits based on mountains of data. This year, the streamer added several new aspects and to achieve maximum shareability with the youths, Introduced new integrations with Snapchat and Roblox. And this all matters because Wrapped is a user engagement bonanza for Spotify. Last year, over 120 million users globally accessed it. And since people love flaunting their immaculate taste in music, Wrapped stories were shared over 60 million times across various social media platforms, including my own. So why don't all companies do this, Brett? Well, one reason could be that doing something like Wrapped and doing it right is a Herculean effort. Spotify's head of global music programs, which is a great title, told Forbes that he and his team start working on Wrapped in April to get it ready for year end. I'm just speculating, but I know they're all in Sweden. His name is probably like 
Bjorn Janssen or something like that. Spotify doesn't just aggregate a playlist. It puts out a highly shareable, hyper-detailed product, which takes time and money. Companies might feel their resources are better spent elsewhere. Another answer is that many companies are doing it. They just aren't, you know, doing it well. That's right. Apple Music and YouTube Music tried to get ahead of the punch this year and put out their respective years in review before Spotify, but neither had the same impact. I'll say we didn't even talk about them on this podcast. And Meta has a year in review features for Instagram and Facebook, but neither are as robust as Wrapped and have faced backlash for dredging up bad memories. Plus, not all apps are suited to a year in review. How would you feel about an annual Uber Eats recap that just showed how many times you order McDonald's after midnight? I wouldn't feel great about that. And by the way, Uber does kind of do that. You check your inbox. For our second story, tough economic times mean that consumers have to take a good, hard look at what they buy, limiting purchases to only the essentials, Jay. Groceries, rent, and snowmobiles? Wait, what? Here's what's happening, Brett. BRP Inc., the maker of Ski-Doo's and Sea-Doo's, just had its best quarter ever, posting $2.7 billion in revenue, a 71% increase from the same quarter last year. It's been a banner year for the Quebec-based company. Its previous best quarter ever also happened in 2022, and one analyst told Financial Post that the company saw, quote-unquote, probably the best growth rate in the consumer sector in Canada this year. And it's happening because BRP already saw strong sales numbers in personal watercraft and snowmobiles further boosted by the introduction of a new product, the Sea-Doo Pontoon. I've seen these before. They're like little boats. BRP was also prepared to meet the high demand for its products thanks to a unique plan to overcome supply chain snarls that often left its factory short on crucial parts for vehicles. When a product is waiting on a part, BRP still sends it out to a dealer. When they get the missing piece, they then send that along to the dealer who retrofits it themselves. Now, this practice spreads the workload between BRP and its 3,000 registered dealers, making installations go faster and getting products off the lot quicker. And here's why it matters, Brett. BRP's success isn't just a feel-good Canadian business story. It's also proof that with a good strategy in place, continued supply chain disruptions, and a looming economic downturn don't have to be a death sentence for growth. And for our third story, financial responsibility is becoming more attractive as cheap dates are the latest dating trend. Brett, I know nothing about this. So what's going on? I don't know much either. But driving the news, nearly 50%, nearly half of Gen Z singles are embracing frugal dating, a welcome development for those looking for love with less in their pockets due to the high cost of living. Staples are getting more expensive, like food rising by 11.4% and inflation holding at 6.9% in Canada as of last month. Now, fun kinds of spending like date night dinners are on the rise because restaurant prices are forecasted to jump by 7.8% before 2023 in Canada. As a result, people are opting for coffee dates in place of pricey sit-down meals and long, and these days very cold, walks in the park in lieu of a night out on the town. Yes, but given Tinder's parent company Match Group reporting $810 million in Q3 2022 earnings, surpassing quarterly estimates, and 13% more users signed up for their subscription service, people still have an appetite for opportunities for connections, and they're definitely willing to pay for it. But in terms of why this matters, the effects of inflation are reaching beyond the sticker price of a loaf of bread and starting to change how those first connections between humans are made. 
Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. And as always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. Thank you, Brett. Brett, happy December. Happy December. Sure.